amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gather around your speakers, hoop heads. It's NBA story time. Jamel Johnson here to spin you tales of NBA shenanigans you didn't know you needed to know. Like that time when a little startup league tried anything to be relevant. Or when Ricky Davis earned himself a dumb nickname. I also love you, Ricky Davis. Catch a new tale on NBA Storytime every week, then listen to the post game where I break it down with comedians, ballers, and what have you. Find NBA Storytime on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24 7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Guys, what's up? want to take a quick second to let you guys know that our podcast is supported by Anchor. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm doing this ad from my phone as we speak. Anchor will will distribute, sorry, your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Evidently, I can't talk. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now back to the show. Oh, fans of the Washed Up Walk-Ons, you might just want to turn it off now. This is one of the most struggling times we've ever had to record a podcast tonight. We already had issues on Sunday with Kevin's computer going to crap, and now the Wi-Fi gods were against us. The first, like, 20 minutes are good. The last 10, ah, let's try and have a day. Let's go. Welcome back, Washed Up Walk-Ons fans, to the episode I've been waiting to introduce for a very long time. This is one of the happiest days of my podcasting career right now. 
Um, the amount of shit talking I'm about to be able to do on this particular podcast is pretty amazing. And on top of that, it is episode 69 of the Wash Up Walk-Ons podcast. And I want to give a shout out to Rob Gronkowski because Rob Gronkowski is not only one of the best tight ends ever, one of the best athletes ever, and one of the funniest, most uh, loving human beings ever, but he also brought back the 69 joke. And I love 69 jokes um, almost as much as Kevin loves pies and as much as Kluver loves to think he still has it. Um, I did not write my intro to this podcast because I wanted to let this one flow off the chest a little bit. And I'm going to start it with the fact that I got to relish and bask in the in the light of Scott Frost calling his own football team a bunch of pussies. And that was pretty much the best thing I've ever heard. Nebraska, five wins, supposed to win the Big Ten, supposed to have a Heisman as a quarterback. They don't have shit. And clearly they don't have any heart or a head coach that believes in them. This is the Washed Up Walk-Ons podcast, and I'm about to talk so much shit, 69. Quite the intro. Quite the intro. Kevin, do you have any opening comments? Sorry. Mute was... I was muted there. Uh, 69, just, 69 episodes in, and we, we have no idea what we're doing. Absolutely no idea what we're doing whatsoever. We're out here a day late and a dollar short. We're sorry for our technical difficulties on Sunday night, but, you know, I'm just happy to be here, man, and I'm happy that the Hawks got the W because it means Kevin another year of shit threw his talking. laptop in the river. It is, it is floating at the bottom of the Iowa River now in, in pieces. Happy for you. I'm happy for myself. I had very fun doing it. What uh what laptop are you using right now or computer I suppose? <laughs> um I am using a roommate's laptop right now. Ah. Jake Gervas? Jake Gervas is thousands of miles away, but no. Jake Gervas, shout out to the boy. Still out there, um, man. He's still still killing it. Not only still out there. Yeah, huge shout out for actually getting some yeah. playing time on defense the other day. That was insane to see. 12 reps on defense, 12 on uh special teams. Guys out there doing it. He's almost he's almost at the point where uh, he wouldn't have to run extra conditioning on Shakeout Sunday. Yeah, uh, no, I mean we got up to thirty reps, I think. So I mean halfway there. Yeah, but that's pretty damn close in the NFL. Twelve and twelve is twenty four, Kevin. Oh, I didn't hear. I got okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, want to apologize. Usually Kevin's the one who's eating on the podcast. Um. Because we have real lives and I'm on a tight schedule, just got home from work, you might hear me chomping on some penne a la vodka uh, with some uh, five cheese grilled Texas toast. Um, so that's what's on the menu in Waukee tonight. Uh, no, nevertheless, we get to talk about Nebraska and how they aren't very good at football. And then after we talk about how Nebraska sucks my butthole, we get to talk about how Minnesota also shit the bed, doesn't get to win the Big Ten Championship, still hates Iowa, can't beat us, doesn't have the trophy, you know, all of the above. So let's, I mean, let's go. They, okay, so you guys remember several weeks ago when we beat Minnesota and 
I said that I thought that game was more telling about Minnesota than it was, or yeah, than it was about us. How would you say that that statement played out? I want to know your guys' opinions. You're gonna have to refresh my mind. I don't even remember what you said, bro. Um, it was just after that Minnesota game. I said that the win versus Minnesota, um, for us, or just that game in general, it was more telling about where Minnesota was at this year and how good they actually were, as opposed to like us making a statement and and more about where we were. And I think are you, are you saying like that is basically showed them that or showed the country that, that they, they weren't as good as con- they were. They're not elite like their head they're coach likes to think they are. Contenders are not national title contenders. I mean, yeah, correct. I, I don't. I think it. I don't. I really don't believe that many people bought into that narrative that you know Minnesota was going to go win the West, beat Ohio State, or go to the college football playoff. But I mean, they had a good year, so you have to give them credit for that. They they had one good win, and they, they beat everyone else who they should have. So I mean, you got to give them credit for that. But no, they are not as PJ Fleck would like to say, elite. Yeah. I think the, uh, man, on the topic of buying into someone beating Ohio State, I don't know if I buy into anybody beating Ohio State. Dude, um, I mean, <laughs> they're freaking good. Honestly, their defense didn't play as well as I thought they'd play when they beat Michigan. They got, uh, I agree. They, they got, they got, they got some chunk. they gave up some chunks here and there, and, Actually got helped out with, uh, I think that fumbled snap when Michigan was going in was huge for momentum. But I mean yeah, that for sure. that offense is just stacked with talent. I mean i I can't wait to see them play LSU or, or Clemson in the playoff. I think it's going to be, I think it's I think it's going to be the best playoff of uh, since since the college football playoff started. Because I think there's yeah, I would definitely agree with that because there's the most parity and like. Clemson as a three seed could beat Ohio State in the first round. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not out of the question. Like la- the last couple of years, um, the finals were pretty much the finals before the pretty semis much, were yeah. even played. But not. No, but I mean, there's, there's three. Yeah, there's definitely that, three teams that can win. And who knows? I think Georgia's got a chance. Nah, I mean, Georgia they've got a good they don't team. Got the offense, I man. think that's. Yeah, I'm not. I don't stand with you on that one. Georgia's good. They're second tier in the nation, but those top three are uh, they're something. They're on a different level. Now, but to go back to Ohio State, I wanted to bring up the point that their quarterback has, uh, and maybe just their whole team has a horseshoe embedded in their ass because he has narrowly avoided two bad knee injuries in the past two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched the games, but. I know I saw that um, they escaped with – they got very lucky. Um, here's a question I pose to you guys. Who do you think – and I think this, this current Ohio State team is definitely got to be top three at least. Who's the best team since we came in in 2013? What is the best uh, Big Ten football team in the last uh, in the last eight years, seven years? Is it is it this year's Buckeyes? Probably. I mean, well, it's either this year's Buckeyes or 2014 Buckeyes. It's either this year's yeah, or I mean, 14 that, Buckeyes. I, yeah. And that was when they were still banned, right? 
No, they won the national championship. They had Zeke. Oh, they Elliott. won it all. Yeah, they, dude, okay. yeah. they smoked yeah, they Zeke Elliott and Oregon to win the national championship game. with Cardale Jones, their third-string QB at the home. I mean, hilarious because that, that guy's in the XFL now. That was a that was a fucking yeah. good team, man. I don't know, I don't know, but this year's team is good as shit too. It's uh, you know who's not good? Nebraska. Truth. Um, can you can you can, five and seven? Can, can after you know just this last two minutes of talking about how good Ohio State is, can we go back and reflect that college game day actually thought Ohio State Nebraska was going to be a good game? Unbelievable, dude. They went to Lincoln this year and they weren't a winning football team. I I forgot about that. We couldn't get college game day and we had some fucking monster dude, games. They set the record for and they set the record for the biggest blowout in college game day. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was what, thirty some points? Uh I think the final score is like forty eight to seven or something like that. So I think what you got there was, and Nebraska had lost. They had already lost one game there at that point. They lost to Buffalo, but um, Colorado, Buffalo, the Colorado Buffalo, Colorado Buffaloes, yeah, yeah. Um, the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> LOL. Yeah, they lost to the Bills. Yeah, the Bills would do bad things to Nebraska. It might be two hundred to zero. Uh, yeah, man, I. It's tough. Iowa City game day would be so lit there, and it has been in the past. And it was great having it in Ames, but I just, I don't know, bias, obviously, I think it'd be another level. But yeah, it's incredible that Lincoln got game day. They, I mean, wow, that is, that's just insane to think about. That's a Scott Frost effect. And I think. But can we bring it back to the fact that aside from all of their hype, their head coach literally called them pussies in a yeah. press conference? To go into detail on that and tell the people who don't know what you're talking about what you're talking about. Yeah, basically Scott Frost said that his team has no heart, and he uh, he inherited a team with what what do you call fragile it? A fragile confidence. Yeah, with fragile confidence, which is just saying that his team's got no balls, which is just saying they're pussies. Like the you know you go through the chain, and there you end up. Nebraska's a bunch of pussies, like we've been saying for a long time. But their head coach just affirmed it on national television to the national media. Like it was, uh, it was truly a thing of beauty. I mean, if you're looking at that from a recruit's perspective, how can you go and play for that dude? Honestly, like if if he's going to talk about his players like that, and even if it's true, you know, it starts with the head coach. Always. I mean, you know. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not bought in on PJ Fleck, but he had a he had a he had a pretty nice uh, statement after um, after their loss to Nebraska, and you know he he was obviously very emotional because it was a big game that they they came up short. But you know, and he, he said, you know, it's not on the players, it's not on the other assistant coaches, it's on me, and it's on me. If uh, if anyone has the time, go up and look that clip. I mean, I think it's a good. It's a good example of what a head coach should say at a press conference because at the end of the day, it's on the head coach. Regardless of what the problem actually is. Yes. Regardless. Yeah. If your, your, your team might lack coach. confidence. Whose fault is that, though? Right. So here's what I – I initially saw it tweeted out, and I thought all I saw was the, the one sentence was like um, the reporter tweeted, Scott Frost just said that his team – has weak confidence or something like that. So 
kind of clickbaity, not exactly what happened. In the actual quote, I believe it was something like, um, at times this team, um, their confidence isn't the best. Um, they have, uh, and that's just, you know, what we walked into. We, uh, I, and I don't think that's a slight at the current players. I th- it and was, then he said, we inherited yeah, a team with fragile it, confidence yeah. was like his exact quote. Yeah. And I think it's more of a jab at the at the previous coaching staff. But um, I mean, he's had help, he's had control of this team for two years, man. Right, and that's what I think that is should have come out in the quote was we we when we came in, we inherited a team with weak confidence, and sometimes our t- our team isn't as confident, and that's my fault as the head coach for not getting our team to believe in themselves or something. Like it throws something in there if you're gonna put that out there, and he just right. Doesn't, and you know man. what? He just doesn't. And we talked about it on the podcast with Searles. Um, he came into this job with unrealistic expectations. You know, anyone with a, a yeah. sane football mind could under, could would know that he's he wasn't gonna win the Big Ten West in year two. Um, I mean, I mean, it's just it's just it is very hard to put in a, a culture of success that quickly. And, you know, KF didn't do it. Um, he, he, um, he was what his third year before he got to a bowl game, and, you know, fourth year before he had a, a winning season and, you know, and it takes time. It takes time to get a culture in there that, like you said, you know, guys are bought into the system, but I could never imagine a guy saying that about his players and about his coaches or about his, you know, his team in general. Yeah. I couldn't imagine going back into a locker room and giving any piece of my all <clears throat> to a guy who just aired me out on to the media. I can't even imagine. Yeah, man. I oof. Sorry, I was chewing. Yeah, no, it's, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just at a loss for words. Like how that plays to, you know, you're trying to get guys to come play for you. You're trying to get high scores to be excited to come play for Nebraska football. You're trying to, you know. Tough already. <laughs> I mean, no shit after losing to the Hawkeyes for five years and, you know, missing a bowl game three years in a row, I wouldn't be too excited about they don't here. get to go to a bowl game. Nebraska is done playing football right now. <laughs> they, they they were supposed to win the Big Ten West. They were supposed to be in the Big Ten Championship. Taylor Martinez was supposed to be in New York. All because of their fucking name. And that's what we've been telling you guys since the beginning of time. These guys are actually trapped. Hey, guys. Yep, it's me again. Got to interrupt the episode real quick to talk to you guys about Spotify Uh, one of the sponsors of this podcast on Spotify. You can listen to all your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. Yeah, we're on Spotify. I don't know how we did that, but pretty cool. Um, Other things you can do on Spotify is follow your favorite podcast. So you never miss an episode. Premium users can download episodes to listen to offline, wherever you are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app, search for Wash Up Walk-Ons on Spotify, or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure to follow us so that you never miss an episode 
of the washup walk-ons. Ash. And I hope that everybody believes it. I hope like the entire state of Nebraska finally believes the coach and believes what the entire state of Iowa and pretty much the rest of the Big Ten's been saying ever since they decided to show up that like these guys just aren't all that they think they are. And now they're just regressing and getting it to be bigger and bigger pussies to the point where their head coach has to air them out. It's just it's a great time to be alive. You know what I think was even worse than uh, what he said at the press conference? Did you see him crying to the refs after Keith <laughs> blew the kisses at him? <laughs> I did not. I was too busy celebrating. Uh, I couldn't have given less of a shit about Frost's dismay at that We're point. We're definitely going to get into the Keith Duncan stuff because uh, absolutely incredible. Um Let's start at the beginning of the game, though. Let's go back. And let's actually go back to the, the pod with Searles, which I've gotten a ton of compliments on. Um, I think a lot of people gained a little bit of respect. It, it humanizes um, the opponent a little bit when we when we do something like that, which I think is good. I think it's good for people to kind of gain a respect for the other team as well because a lot of times fans do take it too far, and they're just not not respectful to the work that, you know, because those Nebraska guys, I, I actually feel bad for a lot of those Nebraska players, especially the ones who have been through the ringer of three uh, coaches at this point. And, like, it, it would be extremely hard to get up every day and really be excited to go play for that program. For those seniors, they don't have to do that anymore, and I bet some of them are very excited that they are done. Um Searles drilled it on the head. He said it was probably going to be a field goal game. If it did come down to a field goal, they were probably going to lose because we clearly had the field goal advantage there, or a kicker advantage, and it was going to be somewhere right around, I think he said 20-17, to 17 and it, uh, it ended up being, or I think he actually might have even called it 27-24. So, um, close game. I mean, regardless of how much... Nebraska isn't a great program right now. We they took us to the wire, and yeah, we we did a really poor job of coming out of the locker room with any enthusiasm at all. Like that's all we needed to do was come out of the locker room and and start the second half like we started the first half, and the game was in the bag. But the guys just came out flat into the wind, and it was honestly pretty hard to sit through that third and quarter. That was a yeah. brutal third quarter. I think we had the ball for like maybe two minutes of that third quarter. It wasn't good. Um, and yeah. I'll be honest, boys, the first half offense wasn't great either, aside from two plays. Um, right. And I mean, that 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 is a, that's a good point. I mean, we broke off two plays for a touchdown for like, what, like 60 yards and 40 yards. Yep. We had a kickoff return and... <laughs> That was that was the offense until the final drive. I mean, it 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 did not look great again. And yeah, I mean the defense had to show up. Unfortunately, we threw a pick six, and so it makes life even harder on the defense. Definitely doesn't help. Um, you know, we bought on one trick play. I mean, it's kind of a trick gimmicky play. And then uh, you know, one drive that we we let up and let them kind of just march down the field. Other than that, I think our defense played pretty good, man. AJ's a freaking beast. He's an absolute freak. AJ AJ just decided that the Hawks weren't losing that game no matter what, and he just did it himself. <laughs> 
Well, there's a, there's a lot of help out there. I think overall the boys played pretty well. Um, that third quarter, I did start throwing some stuff around in my living room, but <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, the boys got it done. They, they shut them down the whole fourth quarter, um, you know, gave our offense a chance and we were able to squeak out a W thanks to the man with the biggest balls in Iowa City, Keith Dunn. That is now and only forever huge hammer meat, Keith Duncan. Unbelievable. One of my good friends, obviously, spent a lot of time with Keith uh, just watching you guys practice. Um, Keith is, you know, maybe I'm actually wrong on this. You guys could give your perspective from outside the specialist group. I thought Keith was, though he was like, just this little ratty scrawny kid that kind of came in from North Carolina. He's a specialist. So that's the stigma that he gets. I thought he was a very likable person, very hard to dislike the guy. And then when he kicks game winners versus Michigan three years ago, and now Nebraska this year, I mean, he just won today, two hours before this podcast was recorded. He just was announced as the big 10 kicker of the year. No surprise, but the man's doing his job. Um, And before we get to that whole play, I want to get your guys' opinion on the offense taking a little chance and not settling for overtime like Iowa has been known to do a lot in the past. And we go after the bitch. First of all, Nico, you have one extra catch this year, bud. You're s- and for a lot more yards, and I'm serious when I say fuck those officials, man. I'm not sure what Big Ten officiating is doing there, but that is just that is a tragedy. Um, yeah. To answer your question, Clove, I think what gave us the confidence to go for it there, even after a couple of incomplete passes, a third and down with 20 seconds left, is the fact that we know our defense is going to do their job. I mean, if. Uh, even if you know we throw an incomplete pass and Nebraska gets the ball with 20 seconds left, like who gives a shit? They're not gonna. Our, our defense right. has played well and 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 got the job done all year long, and I, I I find it hard to believe that they they would blow it in the last 20 seconds. And even the the drive before it looked like Nebraska was trying to run out the clock before they even punted. Yeah. It so I think that's like KF's like okay these guys have uh, no intention of trying to win this game right now. So they're playing for overtime too. Why should uh, why should I play their game? Let's just go for it. Let's throw a few deep balls and if something great happens, great. And you know what? It worked out. The refs didn't want it to work out, that's, but it worked out. That's the most A-plus analysis ever, Kevin. I think, yeah, great, great job, Kev. Um, Dr. Ward. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Want to be. Yeah, for real. Um, on his way. Um, <laughs> where was my train of thought? Ah. So, yes, interesting, Kev, that they did look like... It was definitely opponent-based. Um, I don't think with other teams, you kind of take shots like that. There were... And we did not help ourselves. I told a lot of people this that wanted to talk about it with me after the game um, in the following days here. But uh, we didn't help ourselves out. Um, we got a couple stupid penalties. We, um, you know, shot ourselves in the foot multiple times on offense. But man, there were a couple calls, three at least, that we got absolutely 
New York hose jobbed like it was they were someone had the the Buffalo Wild Wings button and um and the refs were ready to throw the flag and then it just didn't happen or on the catch for Nico I think I just lost connection all right I'm back uh on the catch for Nico somehow that gets ruled incomplete like just very frustrating calls what you I mean I tweeted out that the refs had Nebraska over five and a half wins, which it was funny because the over-under at the beginning of the year was actually eight or eight and a half, I think. So, um, <laughs> Talk about the lock of the century. Under, baby. Yeah, we called that a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, just insane. Um, yeah, there were some. There were definitely some questionable calls, and I actually think what we might have gotten, we got one questionable call when that went our way with that uh, – Blindside block on against Kerner. Um, we got we got away with one there. That kind of killed that drive. But no, definitely the missed face mask. Um, the, uh, the, the 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 apparently I don't know how you overturn that catch. If you call it a drop on the field and sustain it as a drop, sure. Yeah. But how you overturn it is wild. Kind of mind numbing. Um. The targeting call, I didn't mind because I'm a defensive player and I'll never advocate for targeting. It's a bullshit penalty, and football is a violent game, and it shouldn't even be a penalty. Um, so that's my feelings on that. Um, Analyze that one to an A-plus quality how, as well. How about the punt where we got blocked into the punter oh, and they yeah. called it running into the kicker? Terrible, terrible call against Barrington there. The, the dude is literally like on his back like trying to drag him down and then shoves him into the punter and like – he, and like the punter, you know, as all punters do, does a great job. Did a complete flop job like, like a I mean, bitch. That's what they're taught to do. But yeah, that was not as good of a flop as when AJ touched that guy on the offsides. Well, that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was um, I saw that we uh, we actually ended up netting yards from that from that uh, that penalty because he got a pretty good punt off on the first time. Yeah. Then we sent made him go three and out again, and then he kind of pooched one. Sure. But, I mean, at the end of the day, um, it's still defense's time on the field. That's still wearing out their legs, and that makes it uh, harder to play defense down the stretch. So, eventually, and you might not hear Drake. It might just be Kevin and I for a second here because he just texted us and said his internet's being dumb. But eventually, we get to the point where Keith Duncan comes onto the field with six seconds left and is asked to win the game from... I think it was like 49 yards. 48, 49. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere around there. And, uh, the man does it. I mean, they take two timeouts. I have said it before. Don't ice the kicker. It gives them time to feel comfortable on the field. Specialists do not get a lot of time between the lines. Um, Drake, if you're in here, talk. Yeah, I'm here, but I couldn't okay. hear anything you guys were saying for like the past minute. Okay, I think we're good now. Um, anyway, uh, Keith Duncan comes onto the field. We're talking about Keith now. Oh, and now Kevin's leaving? Jesus, we really are a shit show here. Um, Dude, Wi-Fi can suck my ass too. Yeah, they're just the Wi-Fi is just as bad as Nebraska. You guys need uh, um, You guys are going to have to go buy Ethernet cords. Yeah, basically, Keith went on the field, 
you don't let a specialist get comfortable out there in front of the crowd between the white lines. They took two timeouts, which gave Keith an eternity in specialist time to feel comfortable and and line it up. He kicked one through and then kicked another one through and should have just gave the bird to Frost in the sideline of Nebraska instead of the blown kiss, but he was merciful, and they got pissed, and Iowa wins the ball game five in a row for the Hawks. That's all you need to know. I don't know what else I want to say. I I'm I'm against icing. If if I'm an opposing special teams coach, I'm telling the head coach, do not call a timeout, especially if there's like multiple timeouts to use and the kicker and most of the people are thinking, oh, they're going to use a timeout because a lot of times, you know, they'll relax and just like not take it as seriously maybe. Um, if you're a good specialist, you take every kick seriously. But then they're like, oh, it, it's very similar to when Urban Meyer didn't call a timeout when we ran the Polecat. It was like, is he going to let us run this? Uh, okay. And that one ended up working out. I say you just let the guy kick it and see what happens. Because from my experience, the more time I was out on the field actually getting, you know, being able to look into the crowd, be in my stance, get my surroundings, all of that. That was uh, that was what made me feel comfortable, and I think that's what made Keith feel comfortable. I also think Keith is just a really good kicker, and that um, and that he was going to make that field goal no matter what. It's just how the story was going to end. For those listening, on my screen right now, it usually says my name, and then Drake's name, and then Kevin's name. And if one of our names gets uh, kind of blurred out, that means the internet's uh, gone funky. And that hasn't happened to us for a long time. I'm currently looking at both of these guys, and they're both blurred out, which means I don't have either of them with me here right now. And so I'm going to end this podcast right here. I don't have much to say. Drake would probably give you an ending with a bunch of cuss words. Kevin would give something better. I'm your third favorite. Uh, on the podcast, which sucks for you guys. Thursday, we're going to do another maybe quick episode. Um, in fact, we might just cut the po- whole podcast off if the internet keeps being like this every time we try to record. Uh, Wash up walk-ons may never see the light of day again. But plan is to come back Thursday for your regularly scheduled Friday episode. Um, and we're going to preview. Maybe it could be a short one, but we're going to do a quick uh you know, 20 minute, maybe we'll draw it out to 30, uh, preview of the big 10 championship game and maybe talk about the other conference championship games. Um, and then, uh, the walk-ons us three are going to figure out kind of, we're in the process of doing some production, uh, meetings and, and planning, and we're going to see what this off season looks like, but we're going to hit you with a, an off season schedule and what we're going to try to accomplish after the season ends and what kind of stuff we're going to be doing. Other than that, Hawks by a million, and a million equals three this week. KD3, Keith Duncan, go vote for the man. He deserves the Groza. I know the fan vote doesn't count for a whole lot, but it's a good way to get his name out there. Vote for the guy. Iowa runs on Duncan. We might be trying to work on a little T-shirt for Keith Duncan for the wash-up walk-on store. Um, Anything else from you, Kevin? Man, Nebraska sucks worse than our in it, and it's fucking terrible. That's all I got. Hawks by a million, washed up walk-ons out. Um, that's it. We suck as a podcast. Never listen to us again. I'm sorry. Uh, HBAM for life. Peace.
everyone. I'm MJ Acosta Ruiz. And I'm Lindsay Zarniak. And together we'll be hosting the On Her, Her Turf, Turf podcast. podcast. This summer, On Her Turf is hosting a daily Olympics podcast that focuses exclusively on women's sports and the amazing women competing in Tokyo. We'll bring you interviews with Olympians and in-depth analysis on your favorite teams. Plus, we're going to talk about some of the challenges still facing women's sports today. So join us daily at On Her Turf as we cover all the excitement of the Tokyo Olympics. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to follow On Her Turf on Twitter and Instagram, too. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.